Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. Remove the hassle of decision-making by letting a wine expert choose your next bottle. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get 25% off when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by Koala. Koala employs zero-disturbance technology, so you won't feel your partner tossing and turning. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at Check out. Beyonce sits late. Shante, you stay. You say that's fishy. Well, I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce. So sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere. Just prick up your ears. The word of the gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. My name's Brendy, and this is my fabulous co-host, Lenny. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us any word suggestions. Lenny, I feel like it's been ages since we sat down together, but it's been two weeks. I just had separation anxiety Aww. from you. <laughs> Plus I wasn't a musical. Plus I was in a musical, so that's just finished. And I didn't come. I'm well, a bad co-host friend. <laughs> you liked the photos. It was fine. It looked great. Closing night, I um went out for a drink with a couple of friends, and then I ended up coming home, and I met a nice straight gentleman. But I met him in my driveway. Oh wow. <laughs> So what happened? Well, he'd been locked out of a friend's apartment. So I, being the good Samaritan that I am, offered my apartment <laughs> to a random stranger. Oh, my God. He was pretty hot. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up in bed together, had a cheeky makeout session, and then au revoir him in the morning. Well, I'm glad he didn't panic at the sight of a homosexual. <laughs> Nobody ever panics at the sight of me. <laughs> Which does lead us into this week's word of the gay, homosexual panic. Or gay panic. Now, gay panic is the idea that a non-violent homosexual advance by a gay man can cause a heterosexual man to panic and respond with fatal violence. Yeah, it's truly bizarre and awful. Heinous. So it's sometimes used as a legal defense and the defendant supposedly finds some like advance from a gay man so offensive and frightening that it brings on a psychotic state characterized by ridiculous violence. Now let's step back in time. The first noted instance of the gay panic defense was when Joseph Rodriguez beat an old man to death with a club in 1965. 
And it was actually during his trial that he testified that he was urinating in an alley when he was grabbed from behind. And Rodriguez actually beat him, thinking that he was trying to engage him in a homosexual act. And an expert witness testified that he was acting as a result of an acute homosexual panic. And he ended up being convicted of second-degree murder despite the defence strategy. It's really interesting that they tried to use that as a defence strategy, but it didn't work. Yeah. But then it was used after that. So, they've so tried it, times. it didn't work, and people are like, oh, maybe we could use that. It's set a precedent. Yeah. In Australia, it's thought that the first instance well, where it was used in a case was a Victorian case of R versus Murley in 92. But it wasn't until 1997 that it made it to the High Court of Australia and it became established as like a national law. Yeah. Or it was legal to use that defence. Right. Yeah. Because the gay panic defence actually evolved from law surrounding provocation. Provocation was actually used in a 1949 English case. Though not a homosexual panic case, an abused wife was provoked to kill her husband for her own and children's safety. Got a yeah. very Chicago vibe. Yeah. I actually didn't know until recently that the gay panic defense wasn't a law. I thought that like it was like a law in itself where this is very specific thing that if you feel threatened by a man that you can legally harm them or kill them. I didn't realize it stemmed from the provocation because the provocation law seems very different. I didn't even really know about it until you know, uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I suppose I was actually also surprised doing a bit of research for the show that it still continues mm-hmm. to exist. But yeah, the most interesting thing is that it's a provocation law, but the provocation law that it originated from in, in that case you were talking about is very, very different from how it's used in the gay context. 100%. Yes. Was stabbed to death by her husband. A man so obsessed with the idea she was having an affair, he slashed her throat eight times with a box cutter. Chairman Jot Singh would later convince a jury he'd been out of his mind at the time, provoked into a rage by his wife who he claims had told him she was in love with another man and would have him deported back to India. Before it was a legal defence, it was a psychiatric disorder for gay people who presented physical symptoms. Yeah, and it's while the definition is quite different, it's important to know because the legal defence has evolved from this psychiatric condition. Yeah. Mostly because sometimes it's speculated that people that enact this defence are closeted or homophobic, stemming from latent homosexuality or being closeted. So back in the day, Henry Harper Hall actually conducted a study of college men who exhibited symptoms in line with homosexual panic, but never acted out towards individuals. Instead, he found that they actually blamed themselves for their own cravings. So it's interesting that when you look at the symptoms of this original theory, so you've got dizziness and nausea and Mm -hmm. vomiting, which just sounds like standard anxiety, probably. (laughs) Or just having a shit day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, it's really interesting that it made the distinction back then to say that these people are like the opposite of violent. They don't hate gay people, they're not aggressive towards them. They're just dealing with their own feelings, which does just sound like a closeted gay person or yeah. 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 I mean he delved then into psychotic symptoms which then would talk about hallucinations, delusions, social withdrawal, self punishment. He goes on yeah. about like heightened environments. Army camps, monasteries, well, ships, prisons, shock horror. Yeah, apparently these are the Highly supposed nailed. causes. <laughs> A so prison. you're okay. not gay and then you go there and then you have these 
these feelings and then you go through all that or stuff. Or you're surrounded by so much testosterone. Well, it's not even actually that you were there and you experienced it. I think it's like you're put in that environment, you leave, and then you can't stop thinking about all this stuff. And then you're like, you have shame. And This study um, sounds incredibly archaic. Yes, it is. It definitely is. And that's why it hasn't progressed. <laughs> yeah. Condemned killer Robert Van Hook will stay on death row. Van Hook asked for mercy from the Ohio Parole Board last week, saying he experienced a homosexual panic before killing a man more than 30 years ago. So as I said earlier, there's no legislation specifically referring to a gay panic defense, but through precedent, it has been instituted into case law. Right. Um, not just in Australia, but in numerous countries. So basically the legal argument is if someone kills another person because they have been provoked and it causes them to lose control, a lesser charge of manslaughter rather than murder is appropriate. But usually they may not even be provoked. Like provoked could just be like a gay man talks to you or looks at you mm-hmm. or hits on you or even touches you. Not a big deal. Happens to women every day. Um, they want manslaughter because obviously it's like a lesser penalty and some people even just like walk free. This does my head in. Sorry. It just does my head in. Because I just think about it. I'm like, hold on. It's murder. There's no heterosexual panic. You know, I'm walking down the street late at night and a straight heterosexual male is coming towards me. I'm getting a bit feared that I might get bashed or whatever. Yeah. Why are these straight men the most scared of everyone? Yeah. Why isn't the LGBTI? <laughs> (laughs) community protected specifically. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the tactic is basically asking a jury to find someone's sexual orientation is to blame for the violence. So, it's not only, like, victim blaming, but it's also just really homophobic and just appeals to the prejudices of the jury. Yeah, it's just finding an excuse for that action, which is incredibly offensive. And the other thing it does is reinforces and promotes negative stereotypes about gay men as, you know, sexual deviants and predators. And yeah, it's just really unfair. The thing thing that bothers me is the guys who get mad when other guys hit on them are the same guys who hit on women disgustingly all the time and then never understand why they're upset. So So I actually find homophobia is not a phobia. No, it's a weird word. Claustrophobia, arachnophobia, selectnophobia. Yep, all three phobias that I kind of have at different times. A fear of a person called homophobia. Sorry, that's not a phobia. It's just fucking bullshit. It's petty. It means you're uneducated and you lack acceptance. I mean, if you said that you had a fear of a race, you'd be seen as racist. Yeah, I'm really interested to know how that word evolved Mm -hmm. because it's just not a phobia or it's just such an archaic word that we thought it was a phobia. Now it's like it's not, but even I use it like all the time, but we should maybe make an effort not to use that and just call it what it is. Yeah. And it's usually the same sorry to say, straight men that, yeah. have, a, that have this homophobia toward women and provoked, men. Provoked heterosexual yeah, men that yeah. um, there's an insecurity or, as I said, a lack of education or yeah. acceptance within themselves. Mm, yeah. I was walking down Victoria Street the other week going to work, listening to my music, doing my own thing, and then all of a sudden this truck comes past me and starts tooting and I've looked over and there's these two drivers, quite blokey men, and they're waving at me, but they're doing a very purposeful, limp-wristed wave, laughing, and then they kept driving. And I just looked at them and I thought, you pieces of shit. I clearly know that what this is about. I kept going because I looked at the bigger situation and I thought, you know what? You're driving a garbage truck. There's nothing wrong with being in waste management, but you're driving a garbage truck. And I'm walking off to work full-time in a photography studio. Looking fabulous. Looking fabulous. So, to those two gents, fuck right off. (laughs) 
Richard Hayes, the director of the New York City Gay and Lesbian Anti-Violence Project, right. um, said if women could use the equivalent of gay panic defense for every unwanted advance by men, there would be no heterosexual men left. Which is very, very true. Probably be a much easier world for <laughs> yeah. a lot of us, wouldn't it? Mm. Imagine a world with just gay men and, and women. women. Oh. Utopia. We just lost our one straight male <laughs> listener. <laughs> Bye. Oh, no. Bye. <laughs> If you're listening, you're probably okay. Yeah, like men hit on or touch women and other men inappropriately all the time and it doesn't send them into a rage to murder. They just cope and have to deal with it. They don't have maybe the luxury of just murdering people as every time they're provoked. Well, and they, also they don't want to. No, they draw on a conversation. Yes. Hi, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Don't do it again. And the other thing is that women that it happens to more frequently, obviously in a domestic violence situation, yeah. the reason they kill them is out of, you know, systematic abuse over time, of a prolonged period of time. And then they kind of, they get worn down versus like a one-off thing but they kill the person maybe because they just like want to get the fuck out of there and that's the only way or they've actually had psychological damage and also the person kind of probably deserved it years and years so yeah like it's so different yeah the different reaction of the kind of male entitlement that would say oh that gay man touched me or looked at me or made me feel uncomfortable i'm gonna bash him versus a woman who's like i don't know making excuses or just doesn't automatically jump to that kind of violent conclusion defense. Yeah. so vice.com is saying it's worrying that a vast majority of states have yet to ban a legal defense that uses one's gender or sexual identity to justify violence more worryingly a handful of states besides california and illinois that have recently tried to ban these defenses have failed and though legislation is a the gay panic defense is still legal in quite a few places in the United States, no longer in Australia until recently, but we will go into that. But for a while, the ban. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Sounded very obvious, like why the hell do we still have this thing? But then some were arguing that the removal of the law may affect the rights of women. Sorry, we're talking about women again. In Never the gay panic. Never the gay panic episode. Maybe. Yeah, basically that maybe a revision would be better, which I totally agree with as well, of course, because it stems from the provocation law. So if we were just to ban provocation, a woman in that situation, if she, you know, harmed or killed her partner, may not be able to actually use that defense. You know, I was emotionally, physically abused, and this is why I have resorted to this. So there was like a lot of ongoing debate about it. You know, feminist groups were like, you can't get rid of it. And then LGBT plus groups were like, no, it's homophobic. We have to, but really, we just needed to revise it. Yeah, revise like, it, rename it. Yeah, 
and have two branches that one protects women and children specifically and one protects the LGBTI community. Yeah, and then just not have a thing that's called gay panic defence. Exactly. Like have provocation, but genuine provocation, not some bullshit. (laughs) I felt uncomfortable. So, Brendy, we know the wine gallery selects wines based on your taste preferences. And delivers them to your door. That's the most important part. It certainly is. But did you know the person selecting your wines is a three-time Australian sommelier of the year? Lenny, that would mean so much more to me if I actually knew what a sommelier was. A sommelier is a trained wine professional. This person has literally won awards for how good they are at selecting wines. I won an award for how good I am at drinking. Hung in my study. (laughs) Five bottles in one night. Thank you very much. Well, in the interest of promoting healthy drinking practices, we certainly don't recommend that. (laughs) We don't, but we do, however, suggest that you let a sommelier wade through all the boring bottles to find the gems so you don't have to. Visit thewinegallery.com.au, sign up for a wine subscription and get 25% off your first box when you use the code word of the gay at checkout and you can modify or cancel your subscription at any time that's thewinegallery.com.au and use code word of the gay at checkout brendy koala make mattresses with zero disturbance technology and the easiest way to explain this is to explain a video that circulated a few years ago where a guy jumped on a mattress with a glass of red wine sitting on it i've seen it He takes a flying leap onto the mattress and the glass of wine doesn't move. What is this, wizardry? I know, it's crazy. And it makes such a difference when you sleep with a partner. Well, I wouldn't (laughs) know anything about that. Even a hookup brandy. You won't feel a thing. Being kept awake by a Fiji man you met at the Peel is now but a distant memory. Oh, thank God for koala. There's never been a more exciting time to drink wine in bed. And the technology doesn't compromise the mattress's comfort or support. It has that perfect mix of soft and firm. Keep movement contained in your bed and save your relationship. (laughs) Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code WORDOFTHEGAY at checkout. And if that sounds like a lot of money, then simply afterpay it. That's koala.com and use the code word of the gay for $150 off. Homosexual panic was still considered a valid defence in some of the states of Australia only until about the end of last year, beginning of this year. So shocking to find that out. Ridiculous. You know, the laws are evolving with the shift of the changing attitudes towards the LGBTI community. And it was only a couple of decades ago that homosexuality was still considered a mental disorder. And actually illegal. Illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Australia actually abolished the homosexual panic defence between different states, but it was generally between 2003 and 2017. Always late to the party was (laughs) Queensland, shockingly, in 2017. And then, unfortunately, it's still legal in 47 states in the United States. But California was the first. Leading the way. Which we're all like, yeah, leading the way. But it wasn't until 2014. We've been quite shocked by this, but what I was even more shocked by was it's actually not that rare that people use it. And there was a surge of cases between 93 and 95, where at least 13 defendants successfully used a defense in New South Wales alone. That was the 90s, but it's not that long ago. No, it's not. And in, I mean, 2011 in Australia, an individual was killed by another man, bashed and stabbed, unfortunately, because the other individual had lost self-control due to being propositioned sexually for money. Yeah, it's like they, they just thought of... They were clearly already in situations yeah, that proposed yeah. what was going to be happening. Well, yeah, so some of them were actually sexual situations where yeah. someone has had sex with someone and then, like, obviously flipped out about it. Some where they were, like, sexually propositioned, some where they just felt uncomfortable. Another really recent one was in 2015. 
when this 69-year-old guy, straight guy, in the United States who invited his neighbor over to play music because they were both musicians, he said that the guy tried to kiss him. Not a big deal. If he did, maybe he even didn't. And what happened was he used the gay panic defense and he was not actually found guilty of murder or manslaughter. He was actually just convicted of negligent homicide and he didn't go to prison. So it's like you could just say, how could he prove, not that that's a reason to kill someone, but how could Mm -hmm. he even prove that happened? He could have just wanted to kill him. Well, they could have actually had sex and then he's freaked out afterwards. Exactly, yeah. But maybe this young boy didn't want to kiss him anyway. Well, no, or maybe maybe he actually... I've seen this guy and I don't think it's likely. But maybe (laughs) he made a move on the young Young guy. The young guy's rejected it and he's just flipped out. Totally. We should be lawyers. We should. (laughs) Ali McBeal. Previously on Ali McBeal. Whatever it was, I'm sorry I missed it. Kemp's original theory, Mm. which we spoke about in the beginning of the episode. We did, a long, long time ago. Has really just been stretched almost beyond recognition as its use um, as a defense. But one of the things it did talk about was having suppressed homosexual desires. And it is modern evidence that suggests that men who are homophobic can potentially be homosexuals or what we call latent homosexuals. Mm. So there is definitely that sort of link. There was a study done in 96 by Henry Adams. He basically wanted to determine if men who express hostility towards gay men may actually be gay. So he monitored their penises. Sounding very like masters of sex, might I just say. There were two groups, one who weren't hostile towards homosexuals and one that was. Mm -hmm. He did actually record that the ones that did show more hostility had increased penile erection, where the other ones had almost no reaction. Yeah. Proven. Mm -hmm. Like, busted. Acceptance. We know who you are and what, yeah, why you're acting this way. And another way we can discredit the defense is that even with Kemp's original theory, he had both male and female patients. So men and women were both exhibiting these symptoms. Right. But when we talk about gay panic, Mm -hmm. we're just talking about men. Men. What the hell? Why aren't we both doing it? Having said that, though, I could find one woman. I'm not going to call it lesbian panic because it's not. She's probably totally crazy. One in the whole world. Yeah. There's one in literally the whole world. I looked hard. Um, Lenny went searching in her two-week break. (laughs) She went. Word of the gay sent her around the globe. Um, So it's just a woman called Melissa Birch-Harton that said she killed her friend in self-defense because her friend told her she was in love with her and wanted to kiss her. It's pretty horrible. That is heinous. But again, I don't think that happened. And I also think that this woman probably had other issues. More two sides to every story. Yeah. And sadly, we'll never hear the other one. Yeah. And that's kind of all I could find about it. But, you know, I wanted to be balanced. But obviously, this is not balanced. It's not regularly happening with the other sex. So it needs to stop. And then there's also, you know, the branch off that, which is trans panic unfortunately sometimes does happen where individuals act out because during sexual acts with a trans individual they feel deceived because they didn't know and also it really just happens with straight men and trans women it doesn't happen with a a woman and a trans man she doesn't take him home and kill him because you know what i mean like she finds out like you don't have to go around announcing that you're trans although sometimes it would probably be ideal for people to know but how do you broach that without being awkward it's like a very you know uncomfortable situation for people but and it's obviously again yeah and it's men reacting with extreme but is it really even about the fact that they were tricked supposedly or are they just like hating gay people hating trans people hating Mm -hmm. women hating themselves yes hating themselves yeah he he was taking those various animal masks to a party 
at Dr. Bernardo's homes. Or, or if you think as um, he says... Lenny, pop culture time. Back in 1980, there was an episode of Rumpole of the Bailey. Now, I can't say that I was a big watcher of this show, but it's about an elderly London barrister who you know, defends a broad variety of clients. And in this one specific episode, he is apparently defending the underdog. And they actually make reference to the guardsman's defence, which was actually the UK term for homosexual panic. Yeah, or provocation. Did you have any idea that he liked you this much? Um, no, 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 I did not. Can you tell us what your status is? Are you involved with anybody or? Um, no, but I am uh, definitely a heterosexual, I guess you could say. So one of the highest profile cases um, that used the gay panic defense was a trial where basically on the Jenny Jones show, someone would come on and they would say, I have a crush on this person yes. in my life. A bit of like a Ricky Lake. Yeah. yeah. Then they bring them out and it'd be like really cute and funny. But they decided to do, which I'm pretty sure was just one token gay pairing. Right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it ended in tragedy because the guy came on and he found out. And if you watch it, he's laughing and enjoying it and then he doesn't seem uncomfortable with it at all, which is quite surprising then to find out that he actually murdered his his friend after the taping of the show. Now, he, I think, confessed to the murder. He did say, I think, that the friend was harassing him after the taping because he couldn't work out why he didn't love him back. And then some people say that he was just really embarrassed after the airing, and that's why he did it. Right. But he was sentenced to, like, 25 to 50 years in prison. And then the show kind of was on trial as well, and people were saying you kind of knew for ratings yeah for ratings and knew what was going to happen and they were like no we like this kind of pled innocent but you know they could never have imagined that this would happen matthew's mother said please tell everybody who's listening to go home give your kids a hug and don't let a day go by without telling them that you love them. Now, in 2015, Netflix released a documentary called Matthew Shepard is a Friend of Mine. Have you watched it? I watched it the other day. You watched it the other day, yeah. I watched it a few years ago, and it is tragic. It's about this poor homosexual university student, Matthew Shepard, who in 1998 was killed by, I think it was two or three Mm. randoms. He was walking home, he was attacked, put in the back of a ute, and then driven quite far away from university and these three individuals beat him, tied him to a barbed wire fence, I'm pretty sure, and left him there for dead. But that case specifically in 1998 had such a stunning effect Mm. on the American public that it just transformed a lot of people's views in regards to homosexuality and the LGBTI community and just how cruel people could be, especially when there was no provocation. It was just a blatant hate crime. Oh, goodness. Heavy episode. Yeah, a bit heavy. As we sum it up, to the straight man that did end up in my bed, you were delightful and keep fighting the good fight. Be proud. (laughs) Please follow the show at Word of the Gay on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you have a word you'd like us to do, please let us know. Tell your friends and hey, share it on your Instagram with all your friends. Lenny, it's been a hoot as always. A dark hoot. A dark hoot. (laughs) But it's it's good to see you. It's good, yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.